good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today as it gripped firmly to the solid rock of the Word of God? Question for today is, are you, are you ready for God's kingdom in your own heart? Are you ready for God's kingdom to come? We often pray that. We're instructed to do so in the Gospels when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, that we would pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I want to focus on that phrase, thy kingdom come. You know, Jesus was interviewed one day, or maybe interview is putting it a little bit lightly. He was actually accosted, or he was approached in a rather hostile way by the religious leaders of his day. Uh, in our Bible reading uh, this past week, we have been in the 17th chapter of Luke, and we are we're reading about several stories where Jesus is giving specific instruction to his disciples. But there's a bit of a turn in a new paragraph in Luke chapter 17 where Jesus is approached by the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day, who were skeptical. And of course, they were looking for uh, an advantage or an opportunity to try to to uh, uh, accuse the Lord of doing something that was wrong, that would eliminate their uh, the necessity of them putting their faith in him. They were always looking for something uh, to negate his claim to be Messiah. Uh, and they weren't going to get any traction here either. In Luke chapter 17, the Bible says in verse 20 that uh, he was asked by the Pharisees on a very important question, and it was this. It says, and when he was demanded of, excuse me, of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Now that's an interesting statement in the text, and let me just dissect that a bit for you. Uh, the Pharisees were hostile. They had animosity. They were looking with a, a gleam in their eye towards attacking the Lord. And they literally, the word observation, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation, means hostile examination. In other words, they were coming with malicious intent. They were not coming with believing eyes. They were not coming with any desire to humble themselves before him. And so Jesus makes that remark that you're not going to learn it. You're not going to learn about the kingdom of God. You're not going to experience the kingdom of God if you come with faithless, unbelieving eyes. Because the essence of the question that they were asking Christ that day was, well, you claim to be the Messiah. You need to put up or shut up. In other words, you need to then establish your kingdom. Or when's it going to happen? You talk a lot about this. You preach a lot about this kingdom of God. When is this going to happen? What are you going to do about it? And so they came with that kind of hostile attempt intent. Uh, you know, in Jesus' day, just like in our own day, people were longing for the coming of the Messiah. They knew that the prophecies of the Old Testament, uh, they spoke of the glory of the coming Messiah. They wanted that kind of life absolutely right then and now. That's what they were asking of the Lord. Uh, and so Jesus then responds to that and re and, and, uh, uh, corrects their understanding of what it means to experience the kingdom of God. And what you're going to notice is, is that Jesus is going to draw all the attention to himself. He's going to point them to himself because in reality, uh, that's where the kingdom of God is to be found. 
And in fact, the very next verse, Jesus says essentially that. Verse 21 says, Neither shall they say, Lo, here, or lo, there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Literally, in the Greek, it means uh, the kingdom of God is amongst you. It is among you. In other words, what Jesus is saying, there's going to be people that are going to be looking for some evidence of that kingdom of God. And in answer to the hostile questioning of Jesus, the Pharisees are going to be told very specifically, Where is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is right within you, right in your midst, right among you, because the king was among the people, and he's preaching and he's teaching. Now, be careful. Don't misunderstand what that text is saying. It wasn't saying that the kingdom of God is some, like the force be with you and the force is all around you, some mystical revelation uh, by Jesus that in some form the kingdom of God is in everybody like some force. No, what Jesus was saying was that this kingdom of God I'm preaching about and for which you're all looking for is standing right here. It's me. It's it's It was himself. That's where they were to look. Not over here at this person, not over there at this movement or whatever, that they were to look to Jesus Christ. Uh, the Pharisees, like a lot of people today, say they want the kingdom of God to come, but they, you're never going to experience the kingdom of God if you reject the king in the first place. Verses 22 through 24 really highlight that. He said to his disciples, the days will come when ye shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and ye shall not see it. And they shall say to you, see here or see there. Go not after them, Jesus said, nor follow them. For as the lightning that lighteneth out of one part under heaven shineth unto the other part under heaven, so shall the Son of Man be in his day. When Jesus left this earth and ascended to be with his Father, he left with the disciples that precious promise that just as he left, he was going to come back. And until that time happens, there's going to be a longing in every true believer for the physical kingdom of God. You see, Jesus had to come the first time not to reign physically in a kingdom on this earth because he couldn't reign physically over somebody that's not conquered in their heart by his grace. So he came the first time to be the redeemer. The next time he will come to be the one who reigns, the one who is king over all things. And until that time, we do long for the coming of our Lord. We look for that. And Satan likes to play up to that. And he likes to bring people along that will assert that their Messiah, one man who's an author in my library named Charles Feinberg, who was a a Jewish Christian, was a man who said, listen, since the time of Christ, there have been some 64 different Jewish men who claim to be the Messiah. And that's not stopped even today. You got the David Koresh, the Jim Jones, the Sun Young Moon, and and others. And matter of fact, uh, there were many Orthodox Jews that thought that a Brooklyn rabbi named Bendo Schneerson was the Messiah. And Messianic fever just boiled over. Yellow billboards were erected across Israel with the slogan, Prepare the Coming of the Messiah. Uh, There was a full-page ad in the New York Times announcing, The time for your redemption has arrived. So there's always been people that rise up and want to call themselves this. But Jesus counters that in verse 25 and says, You know what? The kingdom of God cannot come until he finishes his work on earth. 
And Jesus did finish that in his death, burial, and resurrection. He said, I must suffer first in verse 25. If anybody uh, wants to follow after him, uh, you need to come uh, to him today. Last of all, let me suggest to you that coming when Christ comes is going to be one of great surprise. The Bible says that in verse 26 that as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. Everybody's going to be carrying on and doing their business and carrying on like there's like they're going to have a thousand tomorrows. And then the Lord is going to come. God will pour his wrath out on this earth. And it's just like when Lot and his wife and his children were in Sodom. God called them out of there and he rained fire and brimstone. That's the way it's going to be when the Son of Man, when the Lord Jesus Christ is revealed once again. Uh, and so the, the, the counsel for us today, and I leave you in this podcast, is are you prepared for the coming of the King? And the best way you can do that is to follow the advice of Jesus when he said, listen, don't be too attached to this world because the things of this world are going to perish. He says in verse 31 that in that day there will be people on the housetop and his goods will be down in the house. And Jesus said, counsels them, listen, don't come down to take it away. Uh, If you're in the field, don't turn back. In other words, don't have this longing look back for this world and this life because this will go away and the thing that's lasting will be relationship with the Lord, with him for eternity. And that will be sudden. Uh, Jesus, when he comes, he will suddenly take some and others will be left behind. He says in verse 34, I tell you in that day or in that, excuse me, in that night, there will be, well, the King James says two men in one bed. The word men, if you'll notice in your text is italicized. That means that's not in the original text. It just literally reads this way. I tell you in that night, there will be two in one bed. One will be taken, the other left. Uh, The next phrase, two, and women is italicized. Two will be grinding together, and one will be taken and the other left. Uh, And two will be in the field, and the one will be taken and the other left. So, in other words, what that's saying is that there's just going to be a distinction made uh, and and often applied to the rapture, uh, that this is what's going to happen. One will be taken suddenly at an unexpected moment, and the other will be left. The way to be ready is to be ready now. Are you ready today? Are you ready should he come? Because all that's going to happen at the time when judgment is ripe in this world. And boy, is that the case now. Well, it could be today. Are you ready? Uh, this, This podcast is being released and it may be the last word of warning that I can give you. If you're listening to this right now, you need to get down on your knees and on your face before God. And you need to confess your sins and receive his forgiveness. It's the only way that you'll be caught while others remain. God bless you. I'm praying for you.